I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Now, I know that I've uh, always made a, a good effort to see every pay-per-view that comes out for the past couple of years. Uh, in fact, the only ones I can think of off the top of my head that I did miss uh, in recent years were the Miguel Cotto-Sergio Martinez middleweight title fight and Manny Pacquiao's one-sided beatdown of Chris Algieri. And even though I uh, I was not excited about seeing the Floyd Mayweather fight, I did make a positive effort to go and see it. At the same time, I knew that I was going to have a bit of difficulty because just before I was about to leave, I called my usual hangout and just wanted to confirm that they were going to be showing the fight. And uh, I called and... They said, actually, no, we're not showing that fight, which was very unusual because they show every boxing pay-per-view. But um, I guess the uh, I guess the negative reaction from fans kind of made people, like made local businesses, think twice about ordering the pay-per-view. And uh, I thought, oh boy, I gotta find someplace close to me quick. And luckily, I was. I called them. And the guy was a bit uncertain if they were going to be showing it or not. And then he tells me, yeah, we are. So I go there and I kind of, I, I usually don't drink when I'm covering these fights. But I thought, oh, well, you know, this is a, this is a pretty good pub. So they might, uh, they might be a bit, you know, hey, if you're not going to order any alcohol, you should leave. Plus, let's be honest, this fight was not going to be very exciting. None of you were, you know... Terribly excited about Floyd Mayweather fighting Andre Berto. There were still lots and lots of tickets available before the fight started. I was seeing tweets. One person tweeted that he was upgraded from $300 seats to $1,000 seats for free. So I'm sitting there. I'm watching the fights. And just before the Orlando Salido fight is about to start, that was the last fight on the undercard, my waitress comes up to me and she says, Listen, I have some bad news, and I thought, well, I'm not that drunk yet. You can't cut me off. You can't cut me off yet. It's it's only been two pints, so no, I mean, can't do that, but no. <laughs> she said, my manager just informed me that we are going to be ending the pay-per-view. We're, not, we're just going to be shutting it off. And sure enough, I did see the manager going from table to table saying, hey, if you're here to watch the fight, I'm sorry, we're going to be ending it. And I was kind of like, oh, oh, I, oh, well, maybe it was the beer, but I wasn't that upset. Or maybe it was my brain. and I was like, oh, wait a minute. You're not going to watch another boring 12 round Floyd Mayweather fight. Hooray. So, uh, yeah. And I'm messaging Justin, and I, I was a bit confused because I thought we both thought, well, wait a minute, you've ordered the pay-per-view, you've got it showing, and now you're going to cancel it. Hmm. Like I, I, I hope that you you're not expecting to get your money back unless you can. I don't know how it works with uh, Shaw Cable here in Canada, but um, yeah. Didn't get to see it, and I told Justin, I can't uh, make a report about a fight that I'm following on Twitter. I really can't. I could try, but that would just, it would all be lies. So, instead, I just, uh, I followed it on Twitter, and I have a feeling that 
you know, my, per- you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell that story, but uh, I'm sure there were much more exciting things that people could have done on Saturday night than watch the Floyd Mayweather fight. And let's be honest, not a lot of people did watch the Floyd Mayweather fight. It made just over half a million pay-per-view buys, which is the lowest Floyd's, uh, that, that, that is the lowest Floyd Mayweather pay-per-view in over a decade. So on one hand, I am pleased because I told people, look, Send a message to Showtime, to Espinosa and everyone else. Let them know that you're not going to pay for this crap. Stream it illegally on the internet for all I care. Really, break the law. I, I don't. I, I really don't care. Floyd's going to get paid anyway, so he doesn't care. That's why he fights so dreadfully dull. And, uh, yeah, he's retired. Berto made a little Instagram video the next day. You could barely tell he'd been in a fight. I have no idea. Oh, by the by the way, I did watch the fight. Um, I I, I kind of want to do a, an interview with Virgil Hunter and just ask him what was your strategy. If your strategy was to go the distance, good job. But did you ever have a strategy to win? Like, did you ever have any advice outside of? You got to take the fight to him. I I don't know. I really don't want to talk about this anymore. So Floyd Mayweather's retired. Uh, A couple days ago, I had a friend at work uh, who follows boxing a little bit. I asked him, hey, Henry, did you see the fight? And he says, yeah, it was really awful. And uh, okay, I'm sure a lot of you are wondering, as was Henry, as was Henry, because he's very intelligent. He asked me, Andrew, what do you think about the IV situation? Uh, first of all, I think Polly Malignaggi's uh, attempt to somehow blame this on Manny Pacquiao is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> oh, Polly, you try and try so hard, but keep trying. Speaking of trying, uh, Ishe Smith, I have no idea what the hell kind of a rant this guy was going on, but uh, just, you know, at the final press conference, he, he kind of erupted and went on some tirade, and I, I don't get what he was trying to do. Uh, he's making, you know, like saying, oh, you know, in the few years that Mayweather promotion has, has been around, Floyd has made three world champions. On the other side, you have someone who's admittedly cheated on his wife, done drugs, wear fishnets, and now he's the savior. He's here to save the sport. He's talking about De La Hoya. I would just ask, what does any of, what does Oscar wearing fishnets, which he did do, doing drugs, which he did do, cheating on his wife, which I didn't know that he did that. Well, then again, he was with a hooker who dressed him up in drag, so... I don't think they were just playing dress up. Okay, yeah, they were having sex. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, that, okay, granted, he did all that. What does any of that have to do with the fact that Floyd received an illegal IV? What, what does any of that have to do? I'm not going to get into the specifics of the, the Thomas Hauser article. You can read it for yourself. You can read the responses from the State Athletic Commissions and... Uh, USADA, you can read Hauser's responses to the responses. I I think that there's something fishy going on. I honestly do. And uh, you know what? All these defenders of Floyd, they want to point to point the fingers and say, "Oh, you know, look, look. What about Pacquiao? What about Pacquiao?" With Pacquiao, there there's only been rumor and innuendo. 
That's no longer the case with Floyd Mayweather. And I hope that this is the last time I have to talk about Floyd Mayweather because, you know, I, I was kind of excited when the whole Showtime deal was announced. I thought if he's going to the final stretch of his career, he wants to do something maybe special to maybe solidify his claim that he's TBE. He didn't. The Maidana fight, the, the first Maidana fight, and the Pacquiao fight were exciting for a little bit. The, the, the Maidana fight was exciting the whole way through, I'll be honest, because of how close the rounds were. Pacquiao fight was exciting up until the first maybe five or six rounds. But in all those uh, all those last six fights, no knockdowns, no knockouts, just... And that's all I have to say about that. Let's move on to something exciting. Golovkin versus Lemieux. HBO has announced that they are doing a return to their Road 2 series, which uh, is going to premiere a week from Saturday. That's October 3rd. Well, technically October 4th because it premieres, you know, uh, 15 minutes after midnight, but that's still considered Saturday for some reason in terms of ratings. But yeah, they're doing the return to Golovkin Lemieux. If HBO is smart, maybe a few days after releasing this fight, or sorry, after releasing this program on uh, HBO, they will put it on YouTube where it should be, where you can expose it to more people and say, hey, you know, have you seen these two fighters? They're going to fight each other. Wouldn't that be exciting to watch? And thus, it can help build a pay-per-view. If they're smart, that is. I'm really looking forward to the fight. Uh, I'm not going to give my prediction yet, but this is not going to be a fight that goes the distance, in my opinion. It really isn't judges are just going to get a nice little payday for doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And what I'm also looking forward to is uh, Miguel Cotto versus Canelo Alvarez. Again, I am not making a, uh, a clear decision on this fight, although I am willing to bet that if uh, uh, Gennady Golovkin gets past David Lemieux and Miguel Cotto defeats Canelo Alvarez, that Miguel Cotto will still be uncertain about meeting Golovkin in the ring. However, one person is very confident that Miguel Cotto will simply win against Canelo Alvarez, and that's his trainer, Freddie Roach. Roach is uh, a bit upset that Cotto is not the betting favorite, but he's going to take advantage of that because he says that he's betting two of his houses on Miguel Cotto. And apparently that uh, the odds are 3 to 1 for <clears throat> for Canelo. So uh I you know, I hope Roach doesn't end up homeless if Miguel Cotto loses because oh my gosh, imagine the tears in the ring if, if Cotto loses. I mean, Cotto will be crying simply because he lost and he'll you know, his children will be crying and Oh, God, Freddie Roach will be crying, saying, Why? Why am I homeless? And he'll realize, oh, yeah, because I bet my house is on Miguel Cotto. Duh. Uh, speaking of Freddie Roach, he has said, or he has said, hmm, that he will advise Manny Pacquiao to retire if he does not look as good as he usually does in his next fight, which has yet to be determined. Pacquiao is scheduled to fight in the first quarter of 2016 against an opponent to be decided, although in the running are Amir Khan, 
Terrence Crawford, Kel Brook, Lucas Matisse. So, I, I I don't know. I don't know if Khan should really uh, just automatically declare himself the person who should fight Pacquiao because he kept doing that for Floyd, and that that fight never happened. What he should do, if he's smart, that's if. He should just, you know, keep fighting. And after every fight, say, I would love to fight Manny Pacquiao. I want to fight Manny Pacquiao. Make up some bull about, I used to get the better of him in sparring sessions. And I know I can do it in the ring. And I don't know. Just do something, Amir. Stop, uh, just stop thinking that you're destined to get these fights. Because, again, you thought that you were destined to get that fight with Floyd, and Berto got it. And look how happy everybody was about that. But you know what? Enough talk about enough talk about fights that have yet to be made. Let's talk about a movie. For years and years, I've wanted Hollywood to make a movie about the life of Sugar Ray Robinson or Joe Lewis. And about 10 years ago, I heard rumors that there was going to be a movie about Joe Lewis and Max Schmeling. It was going to be directed by Spike Lee. It would be mostly about the rivalry between the two and those two fights and the significance between them. There were rumors that Terrence Howard was going to play the Brown Bomber and that Hugh Jackman was going to play Schmeling. And it never materialized. I've also wanted to see, you know, so many great boxing movies out there, but I I honestly think that there is a lot of potential for a movie about Joe Lewis, particularly around the time that he fought Schmeling because of how, you know, America was putting so much on one man to win this one fight and how he was able to come through. Well, it turns out that Hollywood already did that about 60 years ago, But I think that they're really due for a remake because last week I watched The Joe Lewis Story, a movie from 1953. It stars Coley Wallace as Joe Lewis. And if that name sounds familiar to you, well, it it, it should be noted that he was a professional fighter. He uh, had a record of 21 wins, 7 losses, 16 wins coming by way of knockout. Uh, He fought between 1950 and 1956, but... He sort of has a uh, small little footnote in boxing history because he actually outpointed Rocky Marciano in a three-round amateur fight. And you might be thinking, oh, well, who cares? Marciano was bound to lose in the amateurs before he turned pro. This was actually, this fight took place when Marciano was already a pro. He decided to go back to the amateurs and Wallace outpointed him. So that's Wallace's little piece of boxing history this movie combines real footage from lewis's fights and also just you know regular acting scenes and it's it it, this kind of feels like the ali movie because it just it feels like a by the numbers biography and it doesn't really go too much in depth into important stuff like for example lewis wins the title and he says well i'm not going to feel like the champion until i beat schmelling 
And I thought, oh, wow, they're going to put a lot of emphasis on the rematch with Max Schmeling. And there's going to be so much celebration afterwards. And it's just like, nope, beat Schmeling. Okay, next scene. And I'm like, oh, you blew it, guys. You blew it. Um, it's not a terrible movie by any means. Uh, some of the fight choreography leaves that that's not live act or not live action, but the fight choreography that is, uh, you know, in the ring and you can tell, okay, this is not uh, stock footage of the real Joe Lewis. This is the actor Wallace playing Lewis. Oh, it's kind of bad. At one point I thought, oh, you know, they're implying that this fighter took a dive, but no, Lewis just blo- Wallace just blocks a punch, and I think he was supposed to connect that same uh, hand with the other fighter, but it just looks so bad. And the acting, well, um, I'll let that speak for itself. Hi, Arthur. How you feeling? I'm fine. How do you feel? I can still feel those efforts in the body. I guess they weren't hard enough. Well, I got lucky tonight, but you'll do better next time. There's not going to be a next time for me, Joe. What you mean? No more fighting with my hands for me. I'm going into a different kind of fight game. I take my state bar exam next month. Joe, I'm going to be a lawyer. You kidding? (laughs) What do you want to do in life, Joe? Well, Arthur, I'd like to be the best fighter in the world. You keep hitting as hard as you did tonight, and you'll make it. That sort of gives you an idea why this movie didn't sweep the Oscars that year. Uh, and Wallace, to his credit, I mean, obviously not an actor, but he, he looks a little bit like Joe Lewis. It's very hard to get somebody who looks like such a global icon at that time. But I think he does an all right job. It's worth checking out. And who knows, maybe if you don't want to see it for its historical accuracy, maybe you can just riff on it Mystery Science 3000 style. You can find it on YouTube. The movie is called The Joe Lewis Story. And if anybody out there is listening to this and you work in Hollywood, make a real movie about Joe Lewis. Come on! If you can make movies about Jackie Robinson and all these other great athletes... There is no reason why you shouldn't make one about Joe Lewis, Sugar Ray Robinson, or a movie I'd really like to see. Make a movie about the night, or took place in the morning, but uh, uh, the night that Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. I don't know, you can call the movie 42 to 1. I think that'd be a good movie, but that's just me. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Millerad Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxing for free page you can subscribe on itunes podbean and several other podcast directories if you use itunes give us a review and let everyone know that the boxing for free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary 
I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. Let us talk about the brown bummer. Tell the nation the story. Let us talk about the brown bummer. Joe Lewis was a fighting man.